Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. It's Footy Prime, the podcast. 17th annual Premier League Premium Extravaganza! Game Shaman, Craig Forrest, Brendan Dunlop, Jimmy Brennan. Who's gonna win the league this year? Let's have predictions and some trivia and see how good we do next year. Dan You know, I've got to say, after two years of doing this show and JC's openings, that might be my all-time favorite. <laughs> Even supplanting one of Nigel's from Top Spot. Love Miss Selson Death Metal. Love it. JC, <laughs> kudos, man. That was fantastic. That's up there. That's up there. Also, was that is, is our show sponsored by Dan Wong? Yeah. It is sponsored by... You know what that is? That's a cry for Dan. Come back. We miss you. Yeah, it's on the road today, so I wanted to send him some metal love. You know, see, I'm not a big death metal guy, so that's what the yelling is. It's when it truly comes from the heart, the repetitive. Yeah, I mean, all all I hear. There's a name for it. There's a name for the way. I I forget what it's called. It's a guttural. It's coming from. I don't know where it's coming from. I knew a guy once who was so into it, and there's a name for that kind of singing. It's definitely from. It's a middle intestine groan. Yeah, it yeah, comes so. from the diaphragm. Right. Yeah. It's like any veteran on steroids, right? Like, like even more so. But anyway, um, Wonger, if you're listening to this in the car on that long drive home from New Brunswick with your girls in the car, um, I can't guarantee I'll be, you know, too appropriate. You might want to just put this in your your earbuds because I'm not <laughs> sure your, your girls want to hear what we're getting into today. I, it could be fine. I'm, I'm just saying. But welcome home. Craig Forrest from Deepest Banks BC. Yeah, from the deepest, darkest places in Vancouver Island. What a place. Beautiful, huh? Mm. Weather yeah, we, should, we should mention that um, we were actually fresh air to the tailpipes. <laughs> <laughs> we're taping this at 9 a.m., which is, I think, the earliest we've ever done a podcast. 
No, um, I think you, you it... definitely have dragged my ass out of bed earlier than this. Have we? But this is early for Craig, so legend, buddy. It yeah. is brutal, to be it's honest with you. 6 a.m. for him. It's nine. It's not like it's six. It's nine a.m. Really, I mean, Jesus Christ, people. It's not. That it's bad, six a.m. Drinking. Craig. Have we're some not thought. drinking as much. Have some <laughs> thought for your friends. Just because you're waking up at five forty-five to go feed the roosters or whatever farm animals you're raising out there in Durham region. <laughs> I know. I've been up for hours, boys. Hours. All right. Listen. This is our uh, our big preview for the Premier League. Of course, we're not going to give. Maybe we'll give some predictions as far as who's going to win, who's going to finish. But I want to do that more towards the end of August when the transfer deadline's finished because so much can change, right, between now and then, which could change where we think teams might finish. But listen, we, we might throw some predictions in as far as, you know, the table itself. But this is more of a footy prime style preview show. To start with, I thought we'd look back as opposed to forward and just, just find out how shitty our memories actually are from last season. So I've just got three or four questions here, which which you guys can't cheat on. That um, They shouldn't be, they're not difficult, but just knowing how <laughs> our brains operate, they, they might be quite difficult. Um, do you guys remember who the first manager sacked was last year? I He's do. Nodding. You do? Okay, Craig, don't, you don't, don't give it away. Don't give it away, yeah. Craig, Jimmy? Mm, Ancelotti? Fire. <laughs> Ancelotti. <laughs> he won the Champions League. Yeah. No, I know, but <laughs> was he at Everton? You think he got fired <laughs> from Everton at the start of the season and then won the Champions League with Real Madrid? That's a crazier trajectory. Than Ancelotti, no, it wasn't Ancelotti. You no. would go to the oldest guy for his memory, eh? Fuck me. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> hey, listen, I didn't know this. I forgot all about this. What guy happened entirely. yesterday? <laughs> Jimmy, any idea? Uh, I don't know. Oli? No, no. Oli was uh, in November twenty first. He was the the seventh manager fired. Amazingly, so there was RB. six more before him. Listen. So, what are the prizes? I here? Can't I, I didn't realize I had such an advantage against these two. What are the prizes beyond a bigger cut of our wages? Um, mutual respect. Oh, right. Well, I, I'll never have that with you guys. So this is my only way to get it. It was Watford's Carlos Munoz. Well, Cisco oh. Munoz. Cisco Munoz. Well, he's, he's got give six it names. You. Carlos is one of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Whether he, we know it or not, it probably is in there somewhere. And you sure know why this is, it was funny. Watford. You know why this is burned in my memory? Because when he got sacked, what was it, four games in? Charmin said, mm. I didn't even know he was there. Yeah, I didn't. I remember now. <laughs> Do you know who replaced You know him? what? You're, you guys are right. <laughs> I know. I usually am. Remember who, Do you remember who replaced him? Oh, was it Kiki? Nope. It may as well be, though. Christ, he's been there 10 times. It was Claudio Ranieri. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, there you go. Remember Claudio? And then he was fired in January. So October... Cisco Munoz was fired, replaced by Claudio, and then he was fired in in uh, January. And I forget who took over from that point. I don't care. It's ridiculous. Probably was Kiki actually at that point, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, okay, next one. Um, this is probably a little bit easier for you. Who did Man City beat to win the Premier League last season? Come on, Jimmy. You know this one. 
Remember the celebrations, Fernandinho lifting the trophy, you excited? Was it, was it Villa? Yes, well done. Again, I had no idea. Forgot all about it. No clue. <laughs> and that was like, it was three weeks ago. That's right. Because didn't Villa go up? <laughs> were they up one nil or something? No, they, they went. They went they oh, were, I mean, up as far as up. promoted. No, I mean, like, yeah, as yeah. in goal, goal. Uh, yeah, they were up two nil uh, until the seventy-first minute. Yes, that's, that's right. right to me. Yeah, that's Good impressive. Memory. All right, just a couple more for you. Um, so, so Mo Salah and uh, Sonny, they split the golden boot last year. Who rounded out the top five, and in what order? So, who was third highest scorer last year's Premier League? That's a good question. Third top. Mm. Harry Kane? Mm-mm. So this has to be in order? You're just looking for three, four, five? Give me give me uh, in order. So who was third? Who was the third highest scorer? With this Nine lot, Charms, I think you're better off just getting any of the names that fit three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going around the clock for, for third... Uh, Jamie Vardy? No. Mane. Top five? No. No. Yeah, top. I'm he, going he, top He's five. in top five. Yeah, Mane is in top five. He was okay. he was fifth. Okay. And Ronaldo's in there. Yep. He was yeah. third. Ronaldo was, was third highest scorer. 18 goals last year. Yeah. So fourth then. Who are we so missing? missing? Bag the so bunch. Think about the prolific goal scorers. Kane obviously had a terrible start to the season. Disinterested. Yeah, always um, So who was... Uh, Who's the fourth highest scorer? Salah. You, you won the golden boot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy. Stepped on a plane last night at midnight. Yeah, I only had three hours sleep. I'm like, I think I remember the 2015 golden boot winner, but I, I kind of threw you off there. I'll give it to you, boys. I, I threw you. Kane was actually the the fourth highest scorer in 17 goals. Oh, there you go. You. See? No, I didn't ask you. Hey, listen, when he goes, all right, Mo Salah and Son, and Son tied for Golden Boot. Who finished fourth? Um, Salah. Salah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuckwit. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, God. so there you have it. The top five last year. Money obviously no longer there. Have you seen Kane, by the way, now? He's built like a brick shithouse. Like, Conte's got those boys fit. He looks like a different human being. All right, last one for you. Um, can you can you give us the top seven in order? Top seven in what? In the table in order last year. Who finished top seven and in what order? Man City, Liverpool. The top seven? Seven, <laughs> seven. Chelsea. Seven, seven, seven clubs, Jimmy. Yeah, seven, yep. was West, seven was West. Tottenham, fourth. Yep. Man U sixth. Nope. Oh, sixth. West yeah. Ham, sixth. West Ham yeah. seventh. Yeah, West Ham was seventh. Man, Man yep. U sixth. We got it. We did it. Done. Yep. Well done. Up, yeah. Then you didn't mention you didn't mention Arsenal, but obviously that was they were the sixth place oh, team, yeah. right? They were sixth, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they have it. So yeah, memories suck. Simple as that. It, it it does feel like it ended just yesterday, though. It's kind of crazy. Um but let's get to the, the season at hand, though. It's going to be a great one, I think. Uh, I'm not sure whether it'll be a one-point championship win for, for a team this time around, mind you, but it should be great. Um, let's get to 
our first footy prime season preview question who will be the first player embroiled in scandal this season you mean other than ronaldo who's already in scandal and it hasn't even started would you call that scandal though or just controversy it's a fine line right between controversy kicking and cats. scandal kicking cats is a scandal that's a scandal okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a bit that was towards Christmas that with Zuma last year, wasn't it? The, kick, yeah. the, the cat kicking. Yeah. That feels yeah. like with the way the world is right now, I don't think we're getting to to November before a scandal. We're, we're getting something early. You think so, eh? I think we're getting something. That just feels like the wins are like that, right? We might get World War Three or or a scandal in the Premier League. One or the other is coming before the World Cup. Not to make light of it, but when when was Mason Greenwood kicked out of United? That was pretty early, wasn't it? Was it was it around Christmas? I feel like it was more middle of the season, like yeah, around Maybe. Christmas, uh, early winter. He's still on their website under their, their squad, by the way. Bet you can't buy his shirt though. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's a tricky one, that isn't it? We're, we're best to avoid that one, boys. Don't know what's going on there. So yeah, is there is one player though that stands out as might be embroiled in a little bit of a uh, trouble? This season, I had Jack Grealish just because he's really well. enjoying life right now, right? He's doing. Yeah. It's a big year for him. It's a World Cup year. He might get more playing time this year. You think perhaps with Sterling leaving, he's got a new target man. Everything's going right for Jack Grealish, but old Jackie Boy's got that propensity for trouble, and I think he could be someone that that gets drawn in. I was thinking the same. I think he's got that in his locker. But you know Grealish pretty well. You know what we're saying, though, right? I mean. He has all the skills in the world. We know that. It's just he's got, like Jimmy said, he's got that in his locker, perhaps. Could it all go wrong? Could he be the guy or is it someone else that stands out to you? Uh, he definitely could be the guy. But don't you think that maybe a, a full year under Pep and a, a summer has, you know, sped up his maturity? Because he, maybe he, the things that he could get away with before, um, not that I think he felt as though he could, you know, do totally what he wanted. But being the Villa captain and the Villa boy, he did get away with more than other people. He can't do that at City. So I feel like he's probably the bookie's favorite to uh, to step into some trouble. Um, but who knows? There's always someone else. And it might be in his own change room. I feel like Foden's just as likely to step into something too. Yeah, he could be. Hey, hey Craig, do you think Pep, this coaching savant, is still a guy that rules the iron fist. I mean, you look at the great managers in world football, right? The Simeones of the world, the, the Fergies. These guys had that fear factor as well. Do you get that? Do you sense that from Pep? Yeah, I do. But in a different way, I think. Uh, I think almost if he was silent and he ignored you, it would be enough to destroy you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Pep not talking to you would be, would it be a bad thing. So... I think he understands individuals and their personalities as well as anybody. He's managed the superstars as good as anybody. And uh, he has a certain expectations from them. And we talked about, I think, in the last show about Aguero, well, what's uh, with Trevor Sinclair about, you know, Aguero, Ronaldo, whoever that is in the modern day game. If you don't do your work defensively, you're not going to be in the team. That's just the way it is. So those expectations are high there, and they he seems to manage that really, really well. So I don't see any issues, but uh, different, definitely, I think, than, uh, than the hairdryer treatment. I don't think he gives that very often. More of an iron mind than an iron fist. Yeah, good point. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it must be so much fun to start at City. The threat of... <laughs> You not playing for City must be terrifying. 
You know, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't behave. You're out. I'm going to sell you to Stoke. That must be like the fear. Must be just horrendous. But Grealish, I mean, he's got to be a player to watch this season, hasn't he? Given that he's had that one year behind him, learning the the city way, the Pep way, and, and what he can offer, Jimmy. We know what he can offer. For me, he's definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye on all season long. Yeah. I think with with Grealish as well. Look, he's a, he's a big confidence player, isn't he? And he's the type of player that he, when he knows that he's got his teammates around him that support him and give him that confidence, and he's comfortable. I think you'll see him stand out this year. And, and you could see every time, you know, even the celebrations or whatever's going on, the, the players all seem to gravitate towards him. They all have a laugh with him. They respect him, and you could see he's settled. And I, I'm expecting an awful lot from him this season. That's for sure at Man City. Because I think he's in a good place right now. He's certainly an exciting player to watch. That's for yeah. sure. He's got to play to yeah. his level now. He didn't do that enough last season. No. No. Because I don't Not think he was fully settled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I think it's I think it's different. Is there a player that you guys want to really back once again, but who who's likely to crush your credibility once again? All those players that, yeah, this guy's set for a good year. You say every year and it just, just doesn't happen. Is anyone? <laughs> Last year was Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Right? Everybody's like, oh, he's the finishing uh, piece for Chelsea. This is it. Well, I think I might even take him and win the title. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. He did for sure. We should actually go back on those tapes. Yeah. Have a look. That was, the, I think, the first time that I ever felt confident in yelling back at Deitch because I just thought he was off his rocker you weren't a Lukaku believer no I wasn't but I also thought that he was just being blind to uh to the power of city who ended up yeah lifting the title by crushing my villa dreams um you know who I'm worried for John McGinn he's just been given the captain's armband and uh there's you know we just talked about Grealish like this expectation now okay like play to your level um the, the there was always like a lot of pressure on McGinn I think um, but he was able to kind of be in the shadows of some of those other guys. Now with the captain's armband, he's really going to feel it. And I'm a bit worried about that. I think Jared obviously sees something in him that was worth taking off of Tyrone Mings, who I think is a very strong captain. Um, McGinn may be that, you know, uh, it's, I think he's a very similar, di- different personality, excuse me, but maybe um, have a, a similar weight or respect in the change room that makes him captain's material. But I think that's going to be a lot of pressure on this season. So I'm worried he, he'll break my heart. Great pick, Jimmy. You've you've had the armband before. Talk about the pressures that come with that, as opposed to not having the armband. I mean, Tyrone Mings is a good player, and 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 his gaffer yeah. Gerard said, "Listen, he needs to just focus on his football this season." Meanwhile, he gives it to John McGinn. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, as a captain, you you you're there for the players. Anything that goes on, you're the you're that kind of in between the, the manager and and the players, and you know you're. You're the guy that the players kind of lean up, to, lean on. Um, you're there for support. You, you've got to lead by example every single game. You've got to go out there and give everything, right? There's no no days off. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, you know, the armband isn't much because I played in teams where, you know, you could you could have had 10 captains in that dressing room. You know, the older guys, experienced guys, they're all, they're all the same. Um, but, yeah, there might be a little bit of pressure on them, but I think it'd be fine with it. It's a such it's a silly, silly thing. Like I, I get you know the whole thing, captain go up and coin toss, and but I think there's in football clubs there's too many leaders that and experienced guys that are that are all captains in their own way. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I can't really, I look back on all the teams and I wouldn't be able to name the captains of the teams. It's, it's really irrelevant for the most yeah. part. Huh. If you're, if you're relying on one guy in the dressing room to lead you, you know, at this level, you got yourself a big problem. Yeah. 100%. I see what you mean. So it's captain by collective then captain C by collective in the change room. That's, that's how you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless perhaps you have a very super young team, would that be a different situation? It's a super young team. You don't get it so much in 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 football. You get it in other sports, and you need that yeah. maybe that veteran guy. What if your Is captain gets a? Yeah, what if you, you you give the the armband to a guy who gets a red card in your first ever game, Jimmy? Well, what happens then? Well, you've got another guy that you have, right? Like you have like an assistant or vice vice. You pull captain. you pull the armband off <laughs> and you and give, it to, the guy. <laughs> give no. it to somebody else. The no, closest I'm, guy to him. I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a huge, huge fan of Manny Apparis show, a huge fan. Uh, yeah. that that's why I brought that up. But yeah, no, I just thought that was an interesting take from Jimmy coming as the as the captain because it's so, someone who's never been in that change room. I, yeah. I thought uh, your answer might be a little different. No, but it's it's look, you know, when you when you're all sitting in the dress room, we're talking, or you know, we've you want to address a situation, or you want to ask the gaffer for something, right? You're the guy, you're the voice of the dressing room, so you're the guy that's going to go sit down with the manager and say, "Hey, listen, guys are knackered. We need a you got to give the boys a day off, or something's going on in the dressing room that we need to address and get fixed." You're the guy that goes and talks to the manager, and that's it. So John McGinn should be just fine then in that case. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I, stands out to me, who I always say is going to be amazing, he's going to be you know a top golden boot potential winner, but always gets hurt, is Callum Wilson at Newcastle. Every year I say, watch out for this guy, and then he plays like 11 games. You've said golden boot for Callum Wilson, really? I said as a dark horse, for sure. He oh. scores When he plays, he just scores goals, right? Mm-hmm. He's a really good player. Bournemouth, he was fantastic when he played. Goes Newcastle, fantastic when he plays, but he always gets hurt. He's that China doll you just can't rely on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he's me not, I don't know if he'll bag as many goals with Ronaldo next to him this season at Newcastle. <laughs> Is that where he's going? Honestly, uh, that could be. I'll wait till you get to that question, but I'm starting to think that it's it's going to be something like that. He might be calling the Saudis up to see if the deal's still on the table. Yeah, at this point, he might be. Yeah, If yeah. he could golf, he'd be on the tour. oh yeah absolutely so anyone else have a a player that's going to let them down Holland oh really yeah I'm I'm going Jesse Lingard (laughs) (laughs) he's going to be on fire anyway all right firstly why Holland I just think there's a there's a lot of expectation Um, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him um Massive hype around the guy. I think players be stepping up their game even more, playing against him just, just because of who he is and what he's done in the in the Bundesliga. And players won't want to get embarrassed playing against him. And I think they're going to be very, very focused. How many goals is he? And I think I think it's going to be difficult for him. I don't think it's going to be as easy as what people think. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be just fine. He gets twenty goals in the Premier League this year. Twenty goals, eh? Twenty, right? Wouldn't it? I'd say fifteen mm. or less. He won't. I don't think Golden Boot. Mm. So, so you say he'll let you down. I mean, fifteen goals is a pretty good total, right? But this guy, there's such high expectations around this guy. People yeah. do expect him to win Golden Boot. Of course, it's a lot. He's, he's, everybody he's thinks. Yeah, everybody thinks he's going to come here and, and tear it up. And I don't think he will tear it up. 
not not right away. I think I'll take him a little bit of time to settle in. Yeah, I said it. So is this <laughs> is he similar in the sense to Grealish, where he's come from a team where everything's built around him and everything's been very easy, and now he's coming into a team that's a collection of all stars that plays a little bit different, and he isn't now that focus. So mm-hmm. not only is he learning a new team, but he's learning how to be a new player. Yeah, in a sense. And the Premier League's a different beast, isn't it? Yeah. It is, It is, of course. But I think there would be a bigger question mark if he was playing at a club like West Ham. Um, but I think with the amount of chances that he's going to get, he's just a, he's a natural finisher. I just think that they're going to set him up enough times that even on a bad day, he's going to get two or three good chances. Yeah, honestly, I think that as well. And, right? And- Sinclair made a really good point too, but his attitude seems good, like laughing at himself. Mind you, it's the community shield. It's his first time, but it, it there does seem to be a, a maturity and a comfort that he has already in a brand new situation that's a high pressure situation that would make me feel comfortable if I'm backing him or I'm writing that wage bill. Yeah. I don't, think he's, he's I don't think he's phased. I don't think he's phased by anything. He is more than just a goal scorer too, right? He's a complete player. And for a team that spreads the wealth around its forwards, we saw that last year without a striker, maybe, you know, they, they don't need him to score 20 goals. If he gets mm-hmm. you 13 to 15 goals, gets you 10 assists and just has that as that focal point, then then maybe that's enough. That makes him a superstar, perhaps not in, not in the typical superstar mold with 25 to 30 goals a year, but still so important. Pep's, Pep doesn't need that. He had Messi, obviously. We understand that. But he doesn't necessarily need that prolific marksman who's going to stick in 30 goals a year. He's got a team that can just add 10 around the shop, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's funny how already already we're just kind of focusing on City. They are the story point, aren't they, this season? There's, there's great stories in the Prem, but we're all, once again, focusing on City. But what makes that a good year for them? Do they have to – the Champions League, to me, is more important to them this year than the Premier League. Don't you say think? that every year. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> it's true. That's what they want. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with winning the Premier League. I mean, let's face it. That's a big, that's a big, uh, big scalp. Oh, yeah. Either or. And, and, you know, when you get to the Champions League and you get to that knockout stage, it's such a fine line between winning and losing. You need a little bit of luck. Doesn't but, Pep need the Champions League for his reputation at City? Whether he stays there for five more years or leaves after after this season, doesn't he need it? I mean, he's accomplished so much in his career. It's incredible what he's done. Like he's one of the mm-hmm. great managers of all time. But if he leaves City having not won the Champions League with all the money they put into that club, I think it would be a little disappointment, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it'd be a failure mm-hmm. for him because I think he wants to be the first guy to win a Champions League with Man City. Or they've never won it. Yeah. And I think that's that's his prize. That's what he's going for every single year. And I bet he's massively disappointed when they don't. I don't think it's a, it would be seen as a failure as such. That's a bit harsh because, I mean, what he's done in the Premier League and the style of play that he's, you know, he implements in the Premier League and in Europe is just outstanding. But yes, it's it would be a, a black mark against him a little bit because, you know, he won it with Barcelona with an unbelievable side there. <laughs> he goes to Bayern Munich. Remember, they'd actually won the treble i believe with hankis the and he got released yeah. and in comes you know pep so yep. another unbelievable team he's had the resources at man city and he's done a good job winning the premier league and some come very close to winning the champions league of course but yeah he, he, that's that's one that he's gonna 
obviously want to get, but I still think there's a bit of luck involved in that. But they're in that tier now with like two back to back summers with superstar top top end purchases in Grealish and Holland. It's not to win the Prem again. A three peat for them doesn't it doesn't bring the same value. If if Liverpool were to win the, the Premier League three years in a row, that would just that would be tremendous and hugely different. But for City now, they're almost sick of it. I think they would take finishing third to win the to win the Champions League. That's a question for you, for for City fans out there. If it meant you winning the Champions League, how low would you be prepared to finish in the table? <laughs> <laughs> well, they win the Champions League. It doesn't matter. They can finish 10th, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Qualifying for the next year anyway, defending champion. That That's what I want to see. Finish 10th in the Premier League. Just tank the Premier League and go and win the Champions League. Let's, <laughs> we got to start, you know, Pep's always about doing things differently. Let's flip yeah. the script on how things should be done in a season. Would, would City finishing 10th be a bigger shock than Leicester winning in 2015-16? Ooh. Mm. That would be a shock, I tell you that. Well, you wouldn't get 5,000 to one, I know that. I remember, no kidding, eh? yeah. I, I remember a few weeks before that season ended, it was like less than a month, like four four games left, right? Remember remember Arsenal and Leicester looked neck and neck. Uh, maybe Chelsea might have been in the mix there too, but Arsenal was still in it, and it seemed like this has got to be the year that Arsenal does it. And I played in a game at the that Robbie that uh, Craig loves to tell the story about. So Craig was there, Jimmy was there, Dickio and Caldwell. And I remember saying to you guys when we were eating hot dogs, Leicester's going to do it. And all of you were like, no, that, that, that's just not how football works, Dunny. You sound, I think it was Caldwell, was like, you've never sounded more American than you do right now. <laughs> Leicester's not going to win, mate. It's the fucking Premier League. That's your I, th- I was voice, a big dude. believer of uh, Leicester for, I, I thought that with too, too much left, they had every chance. Hey, listen, you saw about games that, that resonate through your, your life, your career. When they beat Man City in January, you think it was 4-1. That's when I be- began believing. Up until that point, like, yeah, whatever. They're going to fade away. They smashed Man City. Four, I think it was 4-1, wasn't it? And it's like, okay, yeah. this team's for real. They had like 6% possession. And then Vardy mm-hmm. scores two goals or whatever it was on the break. Uh, yeah, it was the same thing every single game. It's like everybody knew what was coming. And it did, didn't matter. They just managed to pull it off. Yeah. You know what's One funny? You remember time. after that season, we, we said, oh, the bookies won't make that mistake again. No more 5,001 odds for it. Like, yeah, they're doing it again. They do it every freaking year, right? You can get uh, a team. like Who would be a team, a Leicester of this year, that potentially might be good enough to surprise and shock everyone? Um, let's say, um, I was going to say, uh, let me think here. Not Everton. Well, that, that, that level, you'd have to be looking t- towards like the bottom end of the table or new Nottingham Forest. I was going to say Forest, yeah. Well, I say even I say Newcastle, even right because Leicester had good players, right? They had a, a decent team. Leicester's at, sorry, Newcastle at ten thousand to one to win the league this year. Ten thousand to one, right? Wow. United's around I think four thousand to one or thirty five hundred to one or something, right? So the bookies haven't learned, but it was an anomaly, that's for sure. Wait a second. Manchester United is 4,000 to one? Something that like that, right. yeah. You mean plus 4,000, not 4,000. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry, sorry, plus, plus 4,000, sorry. Which, yes. which is 400. I'm going to the bookies right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was going to here sign me up. No, but Leicester was plus 5,000, right? 5,000 to one. Yeah, 5,000. Was it 5,000 to one? Yeah, 5,000 to one. Was it? To one. Yes. Yeah, they were the, they were like the, amongst <laughs> the worst odds. And you talk, it's funny you say they had this list of good players. We didn't know that. 
we didn't know Mares and Conte and these guys they picked up for less than a million were were star players, guys that could yeah. kick it in the Premier League and you know beat the big six, let alone top the big six after a 38 game season. No way. But yeah. we did know that Claudio Ranieri was a legendary coach in the making and was going to be an absolute genius. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we did laugh about that appointment and thought, oh God, just because you've got some money now, you've gone out to get the Tinker Man. Yeah, yeah. Kante was uh, best value for money ever. Wasn't oh he? yeah. Exceptional. Oh, yeah. It's funny how they talk about him at Chelsea now as being like, meh, discardable, disposable. I don't see it in his game. He had an off year last year, right? Compared to his, he seems to be running out of gas a little bit. Well, that happens, I guess. And you can't blame him for the work that he was put in the last bunch of years. Has anyone run more kilometers in the last five years, six years than N'Golo Kante? I don't know. Do you do you still count kilometers by going to the change room when you get sent off? We feel like Granite Jacka covers a lot of ground. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Every other week or so. Um, that's tell you what, that that year though, that season was one of the most, if not the more, wasn't the most fun for me because I have other seasons that were more fun, obviously. But uh, that was one of the most fun seasons to cover, eh, Craig? It was it was brilliant. Every yep. every week, this this these ridiculous results were happening, and at the same time, obviously, City and. Chelsea United having off years, which helped. Oh yeah, but still, it was just uh, we we couldn't believe it. Yeah, the stars aligned. I don't think anyone listening to this 2022-2023 Premier League season preview show can believe we spent so much time on the 2014-2015 <laughs> Premier League season. All right, let's move on. Let's move on then. Okay, so the next one is the the Allardyce race. Which manager will take the biggest strides to becoming the next big Sam? I.e., that journeyman coach always linked with clubs, always in rumors. Rarely out of work, but rarely winning things. Who's it going to be? I, I have Frank Lampard, right? Because I, I think Frank might be more like the next Mark Hughes, more than the big Sam, in that he's a big mm. name, great player, has a couple of good gigs, does okay. But generally speaking, I mean, Hughes is coaching right now, by the way. Where is he coaching? Jesus, let me find out. It's a, Asia. I, no, he's in that, England. No, he's at... Uh... Bradford City. Bradford. Bradford City. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But he went to Asia, China, or another former League. Premier League team. Yeah, exactly. So I have, I have, I have Lamps as being that guy. Anyone else have a, a manager that jumps out as someone that we're going to be hearing about for a long time? You know who I think will always have a job until his mid-60s? Uh, Brendan Rodgers. I think Brendan Rodgers mm. will always have a job. When the time comes that uh, he's unemployed, he won't be for long. And I could see as he gets older, him moving quicker in s- smaller stints and he'll he'll do the rounds like a Tony Pulis. Do you I think agree. he'll get the big job somewhere? Another big job? Mm. Is that big clubs? Liverpool? You Celtic? mean like a top, top six? Yeah, yeah. I could see him getting... I could, I could see him being the one to replace Eddie Howe at Newcastle. Something like that. Does that count as a big job? I mean, they would do that will be. pushing for the Champions will League. It be, will be once they start spending. So. Big time. Well, I mean, you look at Leicester this year, it's interesting, right? Cucurella is, is reportedly on the brink of joining Chelsea. There's links of James Madison going to Newcastle. They're not signing players right now, Leicester. Hmm. So if you are Brendan Rodgers, an ambitious, ambitious manager... You have to be keeping your, your ears open here, haven't you? Didn't Schmeichel go to France? 
Yeah, niece. Is it, niece, is it done? Right? It's done. Yeah, we unveiled them yesterday. Uh, yeah. Tell me you don't look at the Footy Prime Twitter account without telling me you don't look at the Footy Prime Twitter account. <laughs> there's, a, there's a beautiful French video that we've t- tweeted 28 hours ago, Charms. Hey, it really Jimmy, Jimmy's got a new phone and he's not even got any apps up on it yet. He just figured out his number. That just shows yeah. me he's a professional. That's what he doesn't have any apps because he doesn't have any distractions. It's just for the original form of its use, which is communicating and connecting with people you care about. That's it. That's why you guys don't have my new number. <laughs> and that's why it's a phone. <laughs> But I think Leicester's a team to watch this year, a team that could really be be in trouble. Unless, listen, mm-hmm. like we said before, there's still a few weeks left before the deadline, right? If they start selling players with lots of money, they will spend some money. And they've got a history of recruiting some pretty great players who no one's heard of. But I wonder if it's enough to keep Brendan Rodgers happy. That's the question. You think they're going to lose Madison before the window closes? Does he say we've well, been linked with Newcastle, right? If Newcastle just want to just, I mean, they've been smart so far, I think, in their, in their transfers. They're not being bullied, even though every team's throwing out that Newcastle tax and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they say, you know what, we just got to get some name value here, and he is a very good player. Here's, here's something 60 million for James Madison. It's going to be very difficult for, for Leicester to say no to that. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm looking at Newcastle though. You say like a team to watch and keep your eye on. How they play this season into January? Newcastle's the team that I'm, I'm going to watch because uh, I think they've been very smart in their transfer policy. I also think that they don't feel rushed. They know they're being hit with this tax. They're still trying to do good business, but they're trying to be smart about it. I think they'll overpay to an extent, but yeah, they're not going 75 for someone like Madison or 70 for. Cucurella, who I think they may have been in the mix for very, very early. They were. I, I can't believe he's gone for 50, though. That <laughs> blows me away. I think that's a going to be a huge weight on him there. I think good player, but I think 50 is a lot. But yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to keep an eye on Newcastle because come January, I mean, like Bruno Guimaraes, I think is is going to go down as maybe one of their best signings. You think about all of the the money that City spent at the beginning, and the standout is Tevez, right? But there was a few misses that they overpaid Rubinio? for. Well, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they paid a ton for Joe at the time. But I think it was, wasn't it? It was like $19 million, which back then was, was quite a lot of money. But I think about like Adebayor and Gareth Barry, you know, Milner. They went and they, they plucked everyone they could before anyone else could. Uh, and Milner was a success story. And Gareth Barry wasn't necessarily a failure. But you know what I mean? There's a bunch of names that they mm-hmm. spent on. And Newcastle hasn't... hasn't Spent wildly like that, yeah. And they were really good down the stretch last year. Don't forget. I think Newcastle could really be a surprise team as far as fighting for those, those lower European spots this year. I think that's another manager as well that will always have a job. Anyhow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll, he'll be around a long time. He's good. He's really he's really well respected. People just I think people just love listening to him. Yeah, right. I he's think thoughtful. like being on TV, he was almost too soft i thought to be on tv yet everyone loved it everyone it, it seemed like it increased his his value to get the next job mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah well i mean he's got a baby face all right so he's being a little i was surprised to, like, Craig, i was surprised to find out he was uh he's don Howe's son He's not. I didn't. I didn't know that either. No, Craig is also true. surprised. That's why. Oh. I just thought of who's, who's another famous how in soccer. Oh yeah, Don Howe. 
If oh. you you might have got a better reaction on this podcast if you said Gordy Howe. He's Gordy Howe's son. Hey, you know? Don Howe is a legend. Arsenal, right? A legend. <laughs> you kidding me? I, I I just want to go back to Stacks there. What? What do you mean he's got a baby face? What has that got to do with anything? Hey, you know how your face has got to fit. He's a good manager, well-respected. If he looks too young. He's he's got a baby face. What's that got to do with the price of tea in China? (laughs) I don't know. Well, he had a baby. All he had a baby face as well. When that might have actually helped him. <laughs> what Roberto Martinez was at Wigan, and the commentators would go on about how well dressed he is, and it was just like it was always this local bias. He's little, he's Latin, and he used to play for us. They loved him. <laughs> is a baby face just a young-looking guy, or just a, a, a round face? What is a baby face exactly? Just young, nice skin-looking. Oh, see, like, would, would 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 John Herman be a baby face? No, no. Uh, but he looks young, though. I mean, he is quite young, but he doesn't. He, he looks younger than he is because he's just I, so fucking healthy. I think we would have called him a baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm surprised that his put it this way. I'm surprised uh, that John Herdman's kids are playing professionally. His that his son is like of playing age, right? But mm-hmm. when you look at those pictures from even Rio, London, and Rio, he's very baby faced then. Mm-hmm. I would he was. say, yeah. But nice skin. Hey, you know, so my question. Yeah, so the little gray hairs come in, you know, the national of the team kind of does that to you. <laughs> what might be a good question, and we'll, we'll get to it, is if if Canada have a successful World Cup, and that just means that they play well, it doesn't mean progressing, but they play well, they play some nice football, right? Does John Herman end the season coaching in England? Mm. <laughs> no, I think I think he'll go one day. Yeah, me I too. Think I just don't know when that is. <laughs> I think he'll go as well, but um, but that's a that's a great question. I, I can't see him, I can't see him taking a job in like February or something. Um, like you, you know, what the jobs he was linked with last year, of Burnley. Uh, what would be next? Maybe a new like Newcastle. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not saying necessarily a Premier League job, even right. Yeah. Just to get on the ladder in England. I mean, those opportunities don't come around too too often, and when when you're hot, you're hot, right? Mm-hmm. Think hypothetically that he takes a job in the championship and they go on a bad run after about four or five weeks. You end up being a Bob Bradley situation. Uh, then what? But then four what? years is a long time. Then it's going to be. It is a long time, but there's security there as well, and that's something to think about. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He's got a young family too. That that's something to think about. They're settled in Vancouver. So he's got a okay, so here it is then. This is the layout. You're you're totally right about Bob Bradley. But he takes this job in February because if it blows up, they Canada soccer won't have had time to get Ancelotti out of Real Madrid. So he can just come back to Canada. So there's his insurance. He takes the he bets on himself. If it doesn't if it goes pear shaped this season before May of twenty twenty three, you can walk right back into that job before they even finish writing the the bilingual email to uh to Carlo <laughs> to get him to leave Real Madrid. You know what you know what's crazy is that Jesse Marsh needs to succeed at Leeds to open a door for men like John Herman. Right? Just because that, like you mentioned there, Craig, that stigma against North American managers, specifically U.S. Mm-hmm. managers, but listen, over there, they see us all the same, right? If Jesse Marsh mm-hmm. fails and gets fired, and he could well be the first guy fired, right, with a Leeds team that, that has lost some significant parts. 
if he fails, then man, the, the Bob Bradley effect just just gathers steam. As unfair as it is. Mm-hmm. No, hey, well, what, that's a good point. What, what's crazy is that you put Herdman in that, right? Like Herdman's Herdman's just English. I know, but you know what I mean. Like, he's, he's not coaching over here, and this- I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where I was going to go. I'm pretty sure he's a Jordy. <laughs> Does it sound Canadian? His name in North America, right? And one of the other one of the other things that Jesse Morris actually has on John Herman is that he has club experience. He doesn't have international experience, but he has club experience coaching, yeah. and that's a much different animal. And I think that that would probably even uh, concern John a little bit, just from the fact that there's some unknowns there. And if it didn't work out at club level within a few months, now you're talking about a, what happens now. The narrative changes for him. You know how it works. Next thing you know, there's sticking knives. Happen, and- though, right, Craig? That can always happen, though. You always have to, at some point, take a chance, and it might not work out. Mm-hmm. But you got no, no. You're jump. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah you, yeah, you do. But I just don't think that before twenty six, that's happening. It's just my right. my take on it. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to watch just because you just know how the British media works, right? And if John's going to be in front of a camera a lot at the World Cup, and he speaks so well, and the British media are going to lap it up, he's going to be a story, right? If Canada's play, if they if they play poorly or crash out in three games not scrum, whatever not a big deal but if they if they make a bit of noise which is not you know impossible i just you know there's gonna be a lot of uh, noise around john herman that's all mm. i'm saying mm. i agree and, and yeah. when when they beat croatia if arteta's been on a slump uh, at arsenal herman to the herdman to the emirates that'll be the next. watch out love it i love hey, it maybe uh maybe our our boy uh, ryan reynolds will Sign him up at Wrexham, and he's going to take him through the league system, right to the Premier League. Love well, that too, absolutely. Have you seen the trailer? It's out, by the way, for for building Wrexham uh, or whatever it's called. Building Wrexham would be a bad title. Something else. <laughs> Wrexham barely knew him. <laughs> up the Wrexham. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, now, now the show's coming out. Maybe now we can get him on the show, Ryan Reynolds. Right? Trying to promote the, the show? Slide Documentary? Craig, work it. Come on. That's it. Yeah, it's got to be you, Craig. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be like you know, trying to swoon his manager or some L.A. file pusher. you got to go to the source, superstar. Yeah, Slide in his DMs. Come on. Oh, I've, honestly, I, I brown nose like you've never known. And it's not working. <laughs> it's called uh, very appropriately timed, uh, titled "Welcome to Wrexham." Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, and okay. it's, it's out. Uh, it's out this month. Later this. Month. Are you more excited uh, about that or watching the Arsenal Amazon doc, which, which uh, I believe is on there now? Right. The first three episodes were up last night. It was supposed Have to drop today. Did you, did you binge them last night, B? Yes, I did. I watched. Did them you all. really? I intended oh, to watch one. What a nerd! I watched three straight. Yeah. <laughs> and is it worth it? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's good. There was a few things that surprised me. Um, I forgot how shit Arsenal's start to the season was last year. Remember they lost to Brentford on the first day of the season? No, nope, I remember that. Che- and they had Chelsea and City. So they went... I, th- I don't think they'd scored a goal either. Uh, so zero points from three games. Like they, they were such a crazy turnaround. I remember we did a show in September and they were top 10. And then come October, they were challenging for a Champions League place. I was like, we were like, wow, what a what a turnaround. So yeah, that surprised me. Um, 
Ramsdale. Forgot how great Ramsdale was to start the season. Also, he looks like a Swedish Ed Sheeran to me, which I didn't, which I didn't really realize. <laughs> That's not bad. Before he's got that kind of wide face, yeah. right? I also thought Martin Udegaard. Um, if you met him at a sportsman's dinner, you'd think he was an F one driver. You wouldn't think he was a footballer. Mm-hmm. Uh, check my he Twitter for like more a, actually, observations. He sounds like an F one driver, doesn't he? Does yeah. Sounds more like an F one driver than a than a midfielder in the Premier League. Anyway, listen, uh Cristiano Ronaldo B, how many games will he play for Manchester United? You alluded to it earlier today. Let's get a little bit a couple of minutes in into Ronaldo and what's happening there. And how so the question is how many games will he play? I think he's gonna play two. I think he's gonna play I think he's gonna play two games. And I'll be honest with you, that doesn't mean he's he's gone at the end of the transfer window. I think he's going to play two games, and uh, I think that he might have put himself in a situation where he's kind of frozen out of the team um, after the transfer window closes, which is not a good spot to be in in a World Cup year, even for him. Two games? Mm-hmm. Does he start two games or disappear in two games? Mm, he's going to start yeah. one of them. Yeah, I think you – well, I'm assuming he's not going to move before playing for United. He's going to play for United in August. And I just think he might not be playing for United in September, and that doesn't mean that he's moved. Okay, so this guy scores how many? 18 goals last year, finishes third? 25 in all comps, didn't he? 25 in all comps, and you're saying he's only going to play two games? Well, I just the, my reason being is yeah. that I think the room, I think, he's, I think he's pissed off Ten Hag, and I think the room is split in the sense that there is a change here. He's, yeah. I, I just don't think that he he would have you know the respect of the room that Ten Hag feels pressured to have to play him that way, and it's like but that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good I, point. Yeah, I think yeah. Ten Hag. It, I don't think Ten Hag wanted to be in this situation at all. I think that mm-hmm. Ronaldo really shot himself in the foot. Yeah, but if you're looking at it as a manager, the best way to get him out and get value for him is to play him. Because if he's playing, you can you can move him a hell of a lot better than you can if he's not. He's Ronaldo. You don't need or, to put him in the shop window. Are you kidding well, me? Well, people 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 want to see him. Well, they want to see him playing. They want to see where he's at. But the reason no one's done this already, no one's snapped him up, is because he's not going to take a wage cut for and take a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. Okay, if that so was he, the case, he'd be playing anywhere. But if people look at him and he plays the first four games and he's banging in goals, he's a lot more hotter, and people go, hey. Let's take a gamble on him. So Ten Hag's going to start him for all of August in hopes that PSG sign him. I, think I don't think play, that's I think going to happen. More than two games. But I think what what Ten Hag should do is have him over at his house, do a Brian Clough on him, get him on his side, and get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the ideal situation, isn't it? You get him on your side because even at 37, 38, he, he's an important player if he buys into the manager's system. But you look at the great managers from Jose to Fergie. Whenever a player, no matter who he was, what stature he had, when he became too big or there's too much noise around him, he, he sold him. He ditched him. Mm-hmm. And that might be the case here. I still got a feeling that, you, that Chelsea might come sniffing around before the end of the window. There's, there's definitely a place for Ronaldo on that Chelsea team right now. If like he can buy TFC. into Tuchel's message and listen, you're not going to play every game. If he can buy into that, if, if he understands that at 38, I'm probably not going to start every game. I see 
that being a fit still, especially if Chelsea start off slowly this year and don't score goals. I can see that too. But, you know, and talk about the conversation, have him over to his house. You know how I think that happens? It's Todd Bowley has Ronaldo over and says, look, I'm speaking to you businessman to businessman, not club owner to player. Like, listen listen to me and why this makes sense. Because I don't think Tuchel would want him to be on. I think it's kind of been clear. Like, he's, he wouldn't really fit Tuchel's system. But you get him out there, he's going to bag goals, um, just not in the way that he wants to. And he's, he'd be in the Champions League. I think it'd be smart. Um, but, I, but I don't think that his ego and the way he thinks now, his mindset would allow Ronaldo to make that move. And with Tuchel having to deal with the Lakaku situation last mm-hmm. year and all that shite, I don't yes. think he wants to deal with that again, potentially. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. He's, he's, I would say Ronaldo is the man to watch right now in the Prem. Who knows how long it lasts, just from a curiosity standpoint, where it ends up. But uh, he didn't do himself any favors this past weekend by leaving at halftime. I mean, that's, that's uh, I mean, you guys can tell me, but that's one mm. of the rules of football. You don't do that, right? You're a team player. That's not a team player. That's a me, me, me player. Yeah, and that, that, that's, what, that's what really pisses off players. That's, oh, that's yeah. when it really gets into it. Otherwise, if you're dealing with it, it's off-field antics and everything else. But if you show up and you train well, you play well, you don't leave at halftime, you'll always have the players on your side. But you do that. It doesn't matter if you're a superstar. It's like, this guy's bailed on us. Yeah, This right. guy is, you know, and then you start to lose that. So Tanag has got that to deal with. That's what I mean. He needs to get him on his side. He's got to get him on the player side again and, and get the best out of him because he still has the ability to score goals. He proved it last year. He'll do it again, but you, you, you might not start obviously every game, but he's Christ. Come on. He's Ronaldo. <laughs> he's Ronaldo. <laughs> he's Ronaldo. It's, it's, just, it's yeah. Break it down. All the bullshit away. It's Ronaldo. And mm-hmm. we're debating, does he fit into any club? Like, Jesus Christ. What happened? <laughs> right? It's not as if he's coming off a bad year when he scored three goals like Messi. He scored 18 goals in the Premier League last year. I know. He can clearly still do it in the yeah. right system. Yeah. It's nuts. All right. We're almost out of time. Um, we'll go over more predictions on Friday's podcast, by the way. But I want to go to a quick personal round here. You'll have your favorite teams. I just want to very quickly find out where you think your team will finish. All right. So be really, really quick here. Uh, B, Aston Villa coming off a 14th place finish. Pretty good off season, I think, for them. Where are they going to finish this season? I realistically think they're going to finish 10th. I think they could finish as high as 8th, and that would be pretty successful for them if they were to finish 8th. I like Diego Carlos uh, at centre-back. I think they're, they're a bit stronger defensively. I'm a bit worried about uh, about McGinn having the captain's armband, but a full season with Coutinho. Uh, Buendia looks like he's cr- kicking on. They've had a really good off-season, and Leon Bailey as well, so I think, I think Villa will uh, be 10th. Jimmy, Forrest, back to the Prem where they belong. Yeah. ton of new signings. I think 12 new signings. One of the highest spending teams in the offseason so far. Where are they going to finish? I would say, that, I would say mid-table. Mid-table is where they're going to end up. Which would be Ooh. great for them. I mean, look, they just want to survive. High but expectations. I think, but, but, but I think with the squad that they've put together, the money that they've thrown at it, um, I think they'll... Uh, I think mid-table. Because I think they'll surprise a few teams. I think they're going to struggle a little bit because... 
just throwing money at the wall and pulling in players. They pulled in some nice pieces, but they've lost four or five pieces as well that were regulars last year. Yeah. You know, but they've improved. Keeper's gone. Spence is gone. Those were, you know. Yeah, for sure. But then look at the players that they did bring in. I think they've actually added a little bit more quality. They got a good keeper as well. Steve Cooper appears to be one of the, the, the bright minds in English football. And it's done a great job so far and uh, yep. smart enough to figure it out. But it could take a while to gel, right? So many new faces. All right, Craig, your hammers had a fantastic season last year. Um, mm-hmm. Unbelievable, really. David Moyes is once again considered one of the top managers. Where are your hammers going to finish after what was uh, such a surprising season last year? Yeah, I think it was a bit of a surprise. It's surprising that they were able to balance the European uh, situation and playing in that competition as well. Uh, is doing well in the Premier League, finishing seventh with a squad that really wasn't big enough. And Antonio carried a lot of weight up front. Um, and even yeah. him at 32 was saying, we need another striker. Well, they've done that with Skamaka. So I think they picked up a good player there. I think the they have high hopes. He looks like a really good uh, piece. Uh, the Yarmolenko didn't work out. We thought he might too, but he, he sort of failed. He's gone. I think it was a big, Big summer is the fact that they kept a hold of Bowen. They kept a hold of Rice. Um, so those are always good. Um, so I think, uh, I mean, I would like to hope that they could finish seventh, but with looking at those teams above them, um, seventh or eighth would be where I'd put them. Like I hope they can get to seventh and best of all six, but that's, I think that'll be too much for them. They could be the new Everton, right? That's, that's, their their ceiling and that's okay I think but I'm amazed too that Declan Rice not only has stayed there but there haven't been that many rumors about him this summer he seems to be really happy there right he wants to stay there which is a, a real statement I think on, on that club um Wonga's mm-hmm. Brentford will we'll, Wonga can get to that maybe on on Friday's show you know I, I don't want to even pretend I know much about Brentford we'll leave that to the expert in Wonga tomorrow they lost Erickson um, that's all he knows yeah wait, 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 <laughs> exactly. till he, wait till he finds that out on Friday's show yeah. oh, that's right what what do you mean <laughs> yeah, exactly what do you mean Erickson heart's left. broken <laughs> um as for my Liverpool yeah, this hopefully year, his you know, heart's not broken I know people are saying that Liverpool could be set for a bit of a, a setback I don't see it at all they're going to be competing for a top spot I don't think they're going to get it I think it's going to be City this year but Liverpool I think Nunez will hit the turf running He's going to be one of the top scorers. I love the Sonia Cavallo. Um, they'll be just fine competing on all, all fronts, I, I think. Very quickly, JC. Yes, <laughs> Who's it going to be, Bal? Who's it going to be? Who's going to take the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm no superior expert, uh, supreme ultimate, but I'm going to go with Spurs because that's, that's my family team. But I mean, I have no reason to back that up whatsoever. Oh, so, you uh, should. You oh. should. Okay. They might be a bit of a dark horse, I think. Okay, oh, well, yeah. there you go. Hurrah for me. And if I win, um, what do I get? Our respect. Our respect. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to get that for almost three years. So, me you know, too. I'll buddy. take it. Is he talking about San Antonio or is he talking about Tottenham? <laughs> well, they're gonna they're what, what they're gonna do this year is they're gonna What's swap first? players. They're gonna swap players yeah. between the two teams. I always thought Ginobili could have played in the Premier League. Always thought yeah. that. I would have liked to see David Robinson lace up the boots and you know. I think any any NBA player could play in goal, right? Let's be honest. In the Premier League, right, Craig? I'm surprised Craig Forrest didn't play in the NBA. 
Yeah, but you put one down at their ankles and they they can't get it. Can't get to it. Fair no. enough. Yeah. Uh, like I said, though, we will uh, we'll break down. We'll go through. What we'll do tomorrow? We've got a few things planned for for Friday's pod, but maybe we'll just very quickly. Maybe we'll put it on Twitter. We'll each put a table how it's going to end from one through twenty, right? And then we'll react to that later this season. We won't go through every single spot. Christ, that'll take forever. We'll do yeah. something like that. But the preview continues. Um, don't forget, by the way, there's a new home for the Premier League this season. It's no longer on the previous network. It's on Fubo TV, FuboTV.com. You can sign up monthly or, or by the year. And please, if you do, and you should, because it's going to be some great coverage, use this link, FuboTV.com slash Prime, because that will allow us to make a few bucks. And, and listen, we really need it. We've all suffered <laughs> in the professional media world and sporting world in recent years. And, you know, we've got to pay for the dog's medicine somehow. So uh, yeah. use that link and make us rich. Fellas, thank yeah. you. That was fun. That was good. What's that? You can buy you large know? fries. <laughs> <laughs> We're going big. We're going big. You know it. You know it. All right. Wong is back tomorrow as well. That's exciting, isn't it? I think. I think he's going to smell like mackerel. <laughs> doesn't he always? Thank God we're doing doesn't, it. He, doesn't he always? <laughs> what else is new? That boat he was on, I tell you, it didn't look as though. You know, it looked like the boat from Jaws. It really did. Jaws yeah, I'll tell you what, they will, you know there'll be some stories from New Brunswick from Wonga tomorrow, and we'll return uh, Wonga's mail sack, because I've really missed Wonga's mail sack. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> mm. Be good to bring it back on the podcast. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, like us, subscribe to us, and, and let your friends know. You know, it's a new home on Fubo TV, but also perhaps people don't know who we are. All right? Get on there, follow the Prem through us throughout the season, and keep buying newspapers, all right? Cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.